W.A. Hastings. You're, you're in tune to AM 1460, KDWA Radio in Hastings. And uh, as our theme music is, I can see clearly now, that's what we're doing today. We have Cindy Lasher with, with us. And uh, Cindy, why don't you tell us about your guest? Really interesting. Part one was mesmerizing. Yeah, appropriately so. Our guest today is Paul Sheely. Paul is the founding partner of Learning Strategies Corporation, the chairman of the Natural Brilliance Productions, and he was trained as a professional hypnotist at the age of 19 and became the executive director of the oldest established hypnosis practice in the Twin Cities by the age of 22. And his career has now spanned how many years, Paul? Well, it's over 30 years now. And his works include programs such as Photo Reading, Natural Brilliance, Genius Code, Abundance for Life, the Paraliminals CDs, plus 50 other programs relating to professional and personal development and success. His work has been translated into 15 languages and purchased by enthusiastic clients in 155 countries. He is also the best-selling author of Photo Reading and Natural Brilliance. And Paul, welcome back to the second half of our show. Thanks very much. The first half was a lot of fun. Great. I am, I'm having fun, too. What do you see? You know, we're talking about the law of attraction and applying the law of attraction in your life in order to, to break through old patterns of thought. What do you see as the most common stumbling block to applying the law of attraction? Well, I think there's really two. First of all, we have this attitude that the world is being done to us. So we have, in essence kind of a passive way of receiving what's going on to us, and we turn ourselves into victims. So I'm a victim of the economy. I'm a victim of a bad marriage. I'm a victim of a crummy boss who doesn't see my potential. I'm a a victim of a, a poor memory, so I can't remember people's names. And when we put ourselves into that frame of mind, then the law of attraction works to bring us more of the same. We say that's a fairly low vibrational energy. And Mm -hmm. as we begin to step more courageously into our world and realize that we're not a victim anymore, we start to confront habits of mind. Even though we see that there are other possibilities for us, we have certain habits of speaking. And people around us, also are busily reinforcing that because that's who we know we are. Mm-hmm. When we start to see that there's other potentials, we start to step out. People say, yeah, 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 but you know what's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. When it does, they say, see, there it is. <laughs> so the, the tendency is w- our environment will reflect how it is we behave. <clears throat> and it's been said by a number of experts that, If you want to know your present income, total up and average the income of the five people you tend to hang out with most, and that's going to be your present income. Hmm. One of the the people who was featured in the film, uh, The Secret, was a man by the name of John Azraf, and Mm -hmm. he's a personal friend of mine. I was at his home. And he had just shown me this poster about the house that he was, had attracted using the law of attraction. He had 
created what's called a vision board. And on that vision board was a picture of the house that I was sitting in at that time. And he told me the whole story, which he also relates on the film. And I said to him, well, John, I'm setting my goals for this coming year. And I would wonder if you wouldn't mind just taking a look at them and giving me some feedback. So the next morning, I showed them to him, and the first thing he said is, wow. And I was thinking, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. John thinks that these are pretty impressive goals, so that's nice. And when we got all done, he he got done looking at them. I said, so give me some feedback. He said, well, first of all, this first goal here, your financial goal, and for me, I, I do want you to know, that was already a stretch goal. That was already 50% more than the previous year. Mm-hmm. What he said to me were these words. He said, I thought you were already making about six times this much. And wow. it just floored me. So he was seeing way more in me than I was seeing in myself. And I'm in this work. That's <laughs> you know? So. When we begin to start looking at our own mind habits, our own habits of thinking, our own paradigm, our own mental models, who am I? What kind of career should I be in? What kind of income should I be used to? What kind of car should I be driving? Those mental models come from a lot of conditioning. And we have to be able to step outside of it. That's why a coach, that's why coming to someone like you, Cindy, is so important for people to actually get out of their own mental model and start bringing on board a different way of thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And as you say, there there are there is so much more potential. And I do a number of exercises with people in workshops that shows them very in a very concrete manner immediately how much more potential there is in them than they are cognitively consciously aware of on a, on a ordinary basis. But as you say, and as I tell everybody when they come to my workshops or do coaching with me, it takes patience, practice, and dedication. This isn't something we are in such a society of make it happen to me now. And since we're hypnotists, I suppose you're familiar with the concept of do this to me, (laughs) which I don't do anything to anyone. I can't make you do anything. I can show you the path. But um, there are so many techniques that are available to engage the law of attraction. And I, I do uh, appreciate your mentioning the coaching, the, the longer-term coaching. And people do visualization and meditations and affirmations and vision boards and journaling. Is there any one method that you would recommend over the rest, or how should someone decide what techniques are right for them? Well, we need to remember something that Scripture talked about. It talked about um, my prayer without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And as we know that if we are going to pray, we should pray believing we have already received it. Well, that's, that's essentially the law of attraction. That is scientific prayer. And we have come to know as neurocognitive scientists how the human mind operates now. Scripture written thousands of years ago had a certain understanding about the way universal laws work, we now understand universal laws from quantum physics, we understand it from neurosciences, and what we now know is that we need to be able to hold in consciousness what it is we're choosing to live. So the way the brain scientists talk talk about it is what 
fires together wires together. So mm-hmm. if you fire off certain neural pathways, they tend to wire together and then get fired off more frequently. So literally, every time you hold in consciousness what it is you're choosing to create, you're building a new neural pathway for that to occur. Now, it's not particularly easy for the brain or quick for the brain to do this, but it happens as we create the space for it to occur. It's as if we're planting a seed, watering it, and nurturing it. There's a lot of great metaphors for this. Mm-hmm. But if you have two images in front of you, one is the past and the way things have always been, and the other one is what it is you're choosing to create, when you hold those two in consciousness simultaneously, your brain is then going to choose by a law of attraction what is the easiest, what is the the way in which things are going to flow most easily. Now, the neural habit is to do the way things have always been done. Mm-hmm. But the truth is your life would be easier, be more fulfilling if you were to create the life that you've chosen. <laughs> and so the way I demonstrate is I take a piece of paper and I fold it in half and then I open it up again. I say, now once I have folded that piece of paper, anytime I fold it again, it's going to have a tendency to fold along that seam that I created with the first fold. And this is exactly what it's called. It's called the path of least resistance. So neurologically, as we hold the past, we hold the, the potential future that we're choosing, we say, okay, mind, bring me to this life that I'm choosing to create. It's as if you're creating a groove in the mind. And every couple of hours, every two and a half, three hours, you need to keep that groove going. You need to keep coming back to it. So everything that I've done throughout my life professionally has created tools, products that can help people to keep those positive images flowing. If you could think about it like a breath, every single breath we breathe has four components to it. It's a complete exhale where all the wind is out. There is the seed of the next breath in. In the wintertime, think of it that way, it's when the complete exhale has happened. And that's when we celebrate the festivals of light, Christmas, and so on. Every religion has it. There's this hope in the middle of the darkest time, there's this hope that the next growth will occur. And so that's what we need to do. We need to still ourselves, be quiet enough to hear what is it that's trying to emerge in my life that is my highest good. And then in the springtime, there's that inhale, right? Mm -hmm. Inhale, the life coming into the body. This is hope. This is positivity. This is inspiration. Literally, inspire means to breathe into So we're being breathed into, we're breathing into that goal, our inspiration, we're reading good things, we're listening to good things, we're listening to shows like this and positive people who are encouraging us to create the life we want. And then there's the fullness of that inhale. That's the summertime, right? That's when energy is running around, we're we're basking in our successes, we're able to enjoy what's happening. And then there's that exhale, that's the release, the letting go in the fall, what we're going through right now and you know when you when you have that letting go it's also a time of harvest that's where the abundance really gets to show up and go into all areas of your life 
And at the end of the exhale, there's that dark of winter again. And so every breath has a cycle that reflects in every project that you intend in your life, every goal that you set. You know, if you're going to create a radio station, right, or if you're going to build a business, or if you're going to have a relationship, or you're going to be in a career, you're going to go to school, Every project that you have goes through natural cycles, and we need to be able to stay with the energy necessary to carry it through to fruition. And so like you say, Cindy, there is this need for patience. There also is a need for focus. And what I've done in my professional work is I've created books, audio recordings, home study courses like the one you mentioned earlier, Jack Canfield and I did together called Uh, living the law of attraction, these are all designed not to put something into you that you don't already have within you, but to support you in gaining access to it on an ongoing basis to realize the full measure of your inner potential. I love your products. I love living the law of attraction. And what I love about it is that it teaches people about their potential and it teaches people about the mechanisms that they can use that they weren't aware of in order to create what they want in their lives. Well, I think also, Cindy, you know, Jack's story is so powerful about creating chicken soup for the soul. It's absolutely mind-blowing when you realize that he was inspired to do this and he even was inspired by the name. It came to him Hmm. through an inner voice that said, Mm -hmm. and you should name this product chicken soup for the soul. And he said, chicken soup? (laughs) Why would I name it chicken soup? And the voice in his own mind said, because the soul of humanity is sick, needs help, it needs to get well. And so he actually developed this first book with his co-author, Mark Victor Hansen, and they brought it to Every New York publisher, they brought it to every publisher they could find. Hundred rejections. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time rejected, they'd also tell them why it was a ridiculous idea, why they'd passed on it, why nobody would ever buy this book, on and on and on and on. Oh my. It was over 140 rejections before one little no-name publisher said, yeah, I'll try it. He published it. And today it is the most phenomenal uh, book series of all time. It was just stunning. There's over 114 uh, titles of chicken soup books. There's over 100 million copies sold of it. It's just astounding. And yet you think about it, being persistent in the face of all that rejection, mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to give up over and over and over again? Patience, practice, dedication, persistence, focus. Those are the words that we use. And yet, I've worked with so many people who have a hard time when that homeostatic resistance kicks in. Because as you know, as a trained hypnotherapist, The mind prefers, the subconscious mind is going to go with what's familiar because that's what's safe. Well, absolutely. And, you know, it's even in the Declaration of Independence where it says people 
are more likely to suffer while evils are sufferable than yes. to overthrow yes. what it is that's put them here. <laughs> yes. I've found that teaching people about that process, because most people don't realize that that process is happening. They don't understand. They've never heard the words homeostatic resistance. And once you know that that's a process that's in play, and you can start to recognize it, and you can start to then move past it, and I, I really see that all, all of the techniques involved in the law of attraction, if you set up for yourself a practice of things that you do on a daily basis, and you say, as you say, every two to three hours, it really is about, about changing your patterns of thought, that that is going to help you break through that homeostatic resistance so powerfully. Yes, because we need to recognize that there is a natural built-in tendency to want to keep things the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dr. Robert Keegan wrote a book called Immunity to Change. We have a built-in immune system to try to keep things the same, even though we know that to make a change would make our lives better. We still have a tendency to cling to what's not working. So if we understand, hey, it's not because we're damaged or broken. These are mechanisms of mind that were put in place for the sole purpose of helping our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once we recognize that, like the law of attraction, we can start to work with the laws to bring about the transformation. And this is why the work that we're doing, Cindy, it, we consider it transformational work. The Association of Transformational Leaders that we're a part of is really because we recognize each other as transformational leaders, we need to we need to support each other. We need to mm-hmm. see that what the work that we're doing on an ongoing basis isn't just to give information, but to change the form in which the information goes in. So we're talking about not putting new information into the same old form, but we're actually changing the form so something new can emerge. And really, we're at a place in human history where very important changes globally need to take place, and they need to take place fast. So the more that we're in our creative mind, the more that we're in our inspired mind, the more that we're able to persist and do what needs to be done to bring about the better world that we know humanity can create, then the better off we're all going to be way on into the future. Paul, is there anything that I haven't asked or is there anything that you want to discuss before we are wrapped up for today well yeah you know there's a couple of things that i've been thinking about you know when we look at the kinds of goals that people set people often say well you know should i start with really little goals can i have a whole bunch of goals going all at once you know what what's the best way to use the law of attraction and uh, to direct the mind and so I, I would like to just take a couple of moments to talk about the importance of this. You know, if I take a, this pencil here on my desk and I take this piece of paper, I say, here, hold this piece of paper. I'm going to push this pencil through the paper. But I use the eraser end. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard for me to push it through, and it's going to rip, and it's going to be a big mess once I punch through. I give you another piece of paper, I say, I'm going to poke this pencil through it, but I then use the, the sharp end of it. I make a very clean little 
boop, and it goes a beautiful little hole right in the center of the paper. A lot less energy, a lot less effort. And mm-hmm. what this suggests to me is that when we approach our lives, we want to have as much as we can a single focus, single pointedness of our mental energy. So I recommend that you take a goal and focus on that for today. Can you have 10 goals going? Yeah, but today let's focus on really releasing whatever resources inside of you are necessary to make progress on this goal today. Mm-hmm. If you think about where you are on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is that you've realized your goal and 1 is you haven't even thought of it yet, you might say, oh, I'm at a number 3. Then I'd say, well, why so high and not lower? Meaning, what's already working? What are you already doing that's moving you in the direction of your goal? And as we focus on resources, what's already working and do more of that, we're going to make really rapid progress. If we think about it and we see what we're doing that's not working, then we need to do something different. So rather than focusing on deficits and who's to blame for things not working, we keep our mind focused on how can I now take one next step to move myself up the scale from a 3 to a 4, from a 7 to an 8, move myself towards this goal today. No worries about whether I accomplish it today, but just with a positive expectancy knowing that today is a day in which I can make progress towards that. We can have a whole bunch of goals going simultaneously, and yet I'm really using my mind most effectively on a daily basis. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And people need to give themselves the ability to create success. It's just like when we are learning to read or learning any new skill. You don't set yourself an impossible goal. You set yourself a goal that you know you can succeed at and then step to the next level of success. Excellent. Exactly right. We have two minutes, Paul. Can you tell us about your newest work? Yes, well, the, the website for my new work is reclaimyourgenius.com. And anybody could log on and find out more about what it is that we're doing and stay informed about it. We just released a new set of audio programs called Meditate with the Himalayan Masters. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, all of my new works are being that I'm writing as a part of my doctoral studies are being announced there. So if anyone wants to find out more about the work that I'm up to, the products that I've produced, that you've been talking about it, they're all located on that website. It's www.reclaimyourgenius.com. I'd be really delighted to have you know more about what's going on. Wonderful. Paul, thank you so much. My goal for the day is now a 10. Because this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Paul. Pleasure being with you. You've been listening to In-Depth on AM 1460, KDWA Radio in Hastings. Our guest is Cindy Lasher, clinic hypnotist.